Chris Black. I am Jason. We are podcasting. TJ, how are you, man? Um, it's it's overcast in LA. It's affecting my mood just a little bit, but I'm I'm going to power through to to record this important program with you yet again. Damn, overcoming all. You're teaching us a lesson. Luckily, today I'm dealing with my issues by posting you know beautiful photos of nature that, and then the slideshow <laughs> ends with me in a hot bikini. Um, because that is what Mother Earth would want. Oh, yeah. I forgot today's Earth Day. How could I forget? How could you? Obviously, you haven't been on the timeline much because it's a lot of people sharing, you know, photos of the Earth and talking about how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and of course, there's some sponsored content in there. You know what I mean? I saw my favorite one is I saw <laughs> I saw a, a, a I literally saw Budweiser sponsored content for Earth Day <laughs> and was like, was like, how are you guys going to pull this off? What are we going to what, what's the what's the script for this one? Budweiser do be destroying the Earth like every company, including how long gone. We are aiming to be carbon neutral by 2050. Um, so hopefully, 2050. hopefully, look, it's going to take some time, Jason. It's going to take some time. We don't have the technology. We're, we're a small team, Jason. We're a small team. Just like that tiny mom and pop company of Anheuser-Busch. We need help. You know what I mean? So hopefully, hopefully if you guys, if you guys know any ways for us to be carbon neutral besides grounding the how long gone jet, uh, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. We, let's not get crazy. Yeah. I mean, comfort, comfort's first. The, the survival of, of the planet we live on is second. I know that um, Earth Day has been going on for a long time. I remember, you know, it being a thing when you're a kid in school and i don't remember it always appearing the day after 420 which is i don't know the history of that if it's changed or not like the, the actual date moves but it is i mean look i think that every holiday uh no matter how minor or major it's it's a reason to celebrate on social media for companies <laughs> and brands uh, as well as individuals so i think that that's maybe why it's seeming a little more prominent is is because it's yet another content opportunity the first half of that sentence said it's a celebration celebration of earth day and then the second half you said it is a content opportunity and i think that's more so what it's leaning towards but it, you know mm-hmm. it is possible to do both you did plant a tree already today right i sent you that text i watered i watered a tree i didn't plant it though unfortunately watering i want to be very clear jason watering a tree is not letting your two dogs urinate on a neighbor's tree just to be clear it, <laughs> no, 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 no. Had... i i did the urination myself but I, honestly oh, okay, okay. <laughs> ironically speaking i did I did not physically plant a tree, but I emailed the city of Glendale back because they they asked me if I wanted to get a complimentary shade tree planted in, in the front yard. Mm. They offer that service gratis. I think I follow the shade tree on Instagram. It's got some pretty good <laughs> some pretty good gossip, I think. Chris, that, I think it's that... a different t- you know oh, things okay, are a lot different in Glendale than they are in WeHo. The uh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The okay. so yeah, uh, if if all things work out well, then my lawn will be more shaded and will re- require less water to stay well, alive. Good. So that's, that's I think good. that's the vibe. That seems like a that, that seems like an Earth Day initiative from from Glendale, the, the city of. Yeah, I'll, I'll take credit for that though. That's fine. You know, I've also been watching some television. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if you've heard of this show, The Circle. Um, it's <laughs> it's goddamn it, bro. It's honestly the worst show I've ever watched, but I cannot get enough. We are locked in over here, and oh no. well, 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 well to, to be fair, we did watch the it's first. Worse go- than looking at the Reddit, Chris. We've we watched season one. Um, and I thought I couldn't, I couldn't wait for it to be over, but I also couldn't stop watching it. So then they brought back season two and it's even more twisted. They've got minor celebrities involved. They shoot this in, I believe, Milwaukee, which is extra dark. It's just a crazy, it's a crazy program that's awful. Like it's awful, but I truly can't get enough. So I just wanted to see if you were familiar with it. So like every other one of the TV shows that you watch. Uh, I would say that's true about most TV shows in general. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. especially those that maybe lean towards the reality. Yeah. So that shows like, it's like a social media competition of sorts. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, you, 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 you're living in an apartment building in Milwaukee and the rooms are deck are decorated terribly like it, like an urban outfitter showroom different people come in but it's all you're, you're communicating only via the circle which is a is a platform that is displayed on the television but the, the the weirdest part about it is like you 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 speak your texts right so it'd be like circle text jason yo bitch you are whack <laughs> hashtag girl gang you know what i mean or whatever and so they have to they have to say all this stuff out loud which makes it really strange 
And what is the point of that? So then, so then everyone knows everything. It's all transparent. It's not. No, it's not transparent. Every everyone's identity is is they choose an identity when they come in. So I could come in as Chris Black, or I could come in as Jason Stewart. Like I could be like I'm I'm Jason Stewart. I'm from Glendale. I have two dogs. I love to cook. I'm really tall. My knee hurts. Wow. Read me like a book queen. Well, what can I say? So you go to arrive in the center of the world, Miliwake, as mm-hmm. they say, and then you yeah. can assume any role or character that you yes. want. And yeah. then while I would... you're inside the circle, nobody has the ability to like no. research who you are. Or, no, but but anything. it's but it's it's a game, of course, you know what I mean, where they're trying to, you know, it, it, everyone's playing a game of alliances like all other award shows. I didn't come here to make friends kind of energy, but there's a lot of, you know, conspiracy. Maybe romance is afoot at some point. Yeah, but you never have any physical contact. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't. You all live in your apartments and never see each other. You only communicate by the, the, the TV. So you could only cyber. You can't actually get get a little touch yeah but uh, yeah yeah but unfortunately that's not really happening i think people are smarter than that. i mean look these this is not a high iq uh show <laughs> but i i do think people are smarter than that but there's some interesting characters on it um uh it, former nsync member lance bass has sent his assistant uh to play him <laughs> oh shit a a bronx uh mother who's playing her her husband who's like a hot dad who's whose character's like a hot single dad like a buff single dad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um which obviously appeals to ladies and there's also a, a woman a british woman from essex named chloe who was on another reality show called too hot to handle okay. so it's a really it's a twisted cast and there's just some regular you know joe schmoes but it's it's mm-hmm. absolutely terrible brain rot mm-hmm. television and i i of course cannot get enough but i would i would I would recommend you check it out. Uh, I will not. I can't. I, I, there's just something about the brain rot TV stuff that my body just just rejects. I have to be in like the perfect mood for it and then like hop in when someone else is watching it by magic, stumble upon the perfect scene to where I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'm hooked. Otherwise, you know, if it's up to me and I'm able to make the decision myself, it's never going to happen. What if I told you? What if I told you, Jason, that every scene is the perfect scene? Well, well, you've got my attention now, Chris. That does, that does sound nice. A, li- a listener on Twitter, really quick, um, sent in a link the the GQ story about Pete Wentz playing tennis. Did you get a chance to check that out, Chris? Nope, I uh, did not, and <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I would like to play with Pete or have Pete on this podcast, but I, I don't want to read about Pete Wentz being the king of tennis because we all know that's not true. That's not true. But you know, I was never really. A Pete, I mean, like I was, I was always aware and fine with the work of Mr. Wentz. Never enjoyed the music of Fall Out Boy whatsoever. In fact, I actively disliked it. You're but, lost. I, I know, I know. I know a lot of people out there, smart individuals who listen to the show, would have other words to say about that. And maybe you know, I could be bandsplained into. Don't call us smart, okay? Don't do that. No, I mean, you know, like there's there's probably like some very smart woman who you know is a accomplished writer or a college professor or something like that who grew up loving the music of Fall Out Boy, and I gotta say, Pete sounds uh, strikingly similar to us in in most <laughs> most applications. The his day to day life, his actions, his diet, his philosophies, you know, his everything. Yeah, Pete's a cool, Pete's a sweet, smart guy. Very similar to my life and and what it is that I'm doing. Other other than the fact that he, you know, is a millionaire and he has kids and stuff like that, but and he gets to play tennis with Gavin Rosdale. Well, yeah, he's he's clicked up with all the bros. He plays tennis at the park and has to wait for courts just like just like the rest of us, you know, he'll play doubles with some old Filipino guys who hog the court, ripped out of the pages of my own life. Are you saying we should build with Peter? I'm saying we should have him on the podcast under the, you know, under the guise of tennis, but then it obviously it ends up being about something more than that, you know what I mean? A lesson on life. Of course. I mean, I could do a full hour on his relationship with Ashley Simpson if if his uh PR does agree to that. Um, I know, that was the one thing is like that's kind of the only thing I really want to talk about and it's probably not you know, super hot on his hit list of of uh, no, of, no, 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 talking. Yeah, talking. yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be. I don't think that would be. Uh, I do think Pete should come on the show. I, I have floated that idea by a few people. Um, I don't have his number personally, but there's a lot of uh, a connection there. Mm-hmm. So I will uh, begin to work harder on that. 
um, to please you. Please work harder. Uh, I mean, that's good advice just in general for both of us. So Why don't we give our, our friend and guest of the show, she just popped into the Zoom right now. Yasi, what's up? How are you? Oh my god, it's so great to be here, babes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Have you ever listened to this show before, Yasi? I know that you work at Spotify, so obviously you're aware of us, and you've podcasted with with both of us, Chris, most recently on your show, Bandsplain. That's right. But um, what what what's your relationship with How Long Gone? Comes out every Thursday only on Spotify. Um, <laughs> I know it's like the cool thing to say is that like oh, I've never heard your guys' show, but honestly, I really like it, and I listen to most of the episodes. I, I was kind of a late adopter um, mm-hmm. because I dropped off in podcast listenership during the Panini because um, I don't drive as much. And I, I really only like to listen to podcasts when I'm doing something mm-hmm. yeah. that is like otherwise occupying myself so I can pay attention. Makes a noise for a passive audience listening. That's right. But so <laughs> now I spend time with you guys in the morning while I make my coffee. Oh. And it's great. I, great, great. I laugh. I cry. It's wonderful. Love to hear. We're funnier than your cats, probably, right? I only have one cat. Thank you. (laughs) Clear that up for the record. Sorry. Are are you sure? Are you sure you haven't had two before, though, maybe? And now it's just one? I did have two in the past. And there's nothing wrong with it, Chris. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm above. No, I'm not. I'm above roasting. I have a framed drawing of David Matthews sitting right here next to me on my (laughs) desk. Like, there's truly nothing you can say about me that I haven't already said about myself. But go ahead and give it a try. It took me a minute to realize who you were talking about when you said David Matthews. I was like, is this like an author I should know about? It, he no, is an author you should know about, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> much like much like Lana Del Rey, his his songs are poetry, Jason. I don't know if you're It's if, so true. If, I wish he would put out a fucking book of audiobook of poems. I would cop that shit in a second. I bet I bet he will. But I, I, I wanted to talk to you because I we I did your show Bandsplain, um where we talked about the Goo Goo dolls. Yeah, I just got a tweet about it. Uh can I read it to you? Oh yeah. <laughs> about sure. your particular episode. It's really funny, it just like coincidentally came in before this. It says, I really like this show, but this episode has been the least awesome so far. <laughs> Thank you, Mark M I N M E. But th- that's his only comment, least awesome. That's nothing it. else, no that's other context. It. No, no, no constructive what, uh, criticism. What a fucking asshole. What, what kind of people are insane? Like what, what is there? What is the point of saying that to you? Like, does he expect you to respond and say, I'll try harder next time? Or is it like, <laughs> excuse me, Mark, what is your issue? Do you just not like the Google Goo dolls? Do you not like me? Do you not like Chris? Do you not like podcasts? Yeah, be more like, specific. It so many- just like tell, like, it's like the guy from the replacements Instagram. Cause the replacements official band Instagram, um, put up a promo for the episode we did about them. This guy was like, I fucking love the replacements, but man, is the host of Bandsplain annoying. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's thank uh, like you. I get that. At least I know yeah. now." And I wrote it back and I said, "Thank you." We were. I feel like while we were doing the pre-production, first of all, it's the most professional podcast experience I've ever been a part that's of. Right. I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, that's not a joke. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and you were you were moving at that time. You were becoming a, a, a young, successful homeowner, and it looks like now. But based on what I'm seeing, it looks like you're in this beautiful palace. And it is in a neighborhood that I don't understand the appeal of called Altadena, which is like where you go when you're when Silver Lake and Los Feliz and Echo Park isn't far enough. Yeah, it's like what, where you like put yourself out to pasture to die. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Mama's all done. Um, first of all, thanks, Dad, I have to say. And then secondly, um, is he your broker? <laughs> he's my he's my uh, benefactor. Um, got it, got it. Oh, I don't know. I just really like it. It's it's quiet. I mean, here's the thing. Like, what do I do? Like, what neighborhood do I do? I want <laughs> I want to be in Silver Lake for what? Like to like no, go by it. the fucking. Oh no. No, no. What is it? I'm, Cafe I'm thinking- Stella and like hang out with the like large hats. Like I don't. I don't have any business. <laughs> I really don't have any business in any neighborhood. Does that mean you have to kill yourself? Is that what that means? I don't know what that means. Uh, but but Yasi, as as you've matured in life, did you just call me old? No. As we all get older, just, we I'm all kidding, get older. I'm kidding. I love being old. Time time flies, no matter who you are. But has your desire and need to see people and to see life gone down? <laughs> I want to see people. I want to see life. Um, uh. Great song throwback there. You know, it's funny. It did go down like plummeted, right? To like near <laughs> zero. And then this fucking pandemic came. And now yep. I... She's back? 
I'm back. I like, I'm, I want to be out in the streets and alive. I went to New York, um, over this last weekend and it, it was lit. Wasn't oh my God. it? Wasn't it, it amazing? Was lit. <laughs> Electric. A fucking fashion gay offered me ketamine. I'm back, bitch. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was like, this is where I need to be like back in the world. And I kind of wish I didn't have this experience so I could just like settle into obscurity here in Altadena. But mm. now it's cost like a fucking hundred dollars for a Uber to go literally anywhere from here. So I'm going to have to like <laughs> rethink how I do my life going forward. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to either be one with drunk driving or adopt a straight edge life style both sound unimpl- maybe your dad can get you a driver I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're not like that babe. we're not really we don't have it like that. <laughs> I, I i do think spotify pays her more than california minimum wage so i think a driver could be in her sights yeah if this if the things if things continue to go well i mean it's weird to make a driver drive a 2007 prius but i guess i mean everybody first of all i have a 2012 I mean? hyundai sonata hybrid so you better wash your mouth out with soap <laughs> um, <laughs> we're, we're familiar with the hyundai brand here on how long gone don't worry. I know you guys are aficionados of Korean cars, as you should be. Um, <laughs> yes. Shout yeah, out yeah, to Genesis yeah. and the whole clique. <laughs> <laughs> my my dad also got a Tesla when he had a, a midlife crisis. Jason. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Seems like my kind of cat. <laughs> Yeah, I bet Jason has a lot in common with your Iranian father. I feel like they probably have more in common than we do on this call. That's probably true. Does he drink tequila? Yeah, that's like that's like the classic um, Salik family get-together drink is tequila cranberry juice. Tequila cranberry? Casamigos, Cos- I hope, at least. I, mean, I think no, Patron, no, no, no. babe. <laughs> We're a Patron yeah, yeah. family. Come on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had, I mean, obviously I've had a lot of Patron in my day, but I've never, I've never had it with cranberry. You've, you've sparked my interest. It's to pretty say good. The least. It's pretty good. I mean, I've only ever had it at our family gatherings. It's some sort of Solic family bazaar classic. Where do you think? Yeah. Can we trace, can we trace the lineage of this cocktail? Because it does sound like a strange brew. I don't know. I have to ask my, I have to ask my uncles. The Iranian, Iranian community likes, you know, sour fruits, dried cherries, mm. and things like it's that. True. It's in the family of the cranberry. Am I, am I, I am see. It's right? a stretch, but okay. it tracks. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it tracks, Every but also a stretch. A step, I thought you were a food influencer, Jason. I think you'd do better than yeah, that. Yeah, and I just, I just put you on sour cherry game, bro. We can do this all day. <laughs> it's called Albalu for those listening, for my people at home listening. Jason, this, we've spent the amount of time we've spent talking about the, the Persian culture on this podcast is staggering, to be honest. It, it comes up quite a lot. It's a great culture. I was introduced to it, you know, in my 20s, and something about it, it was just so great. Like the family aspect of it, everyone's hanging out together, everyone's having a good time, everyone's eating, everyone dances and turns up together. Everyone's like very real with each other. It's just like see, see. That's where I. That's where I prefer my my white family. We don't turn up together. We don't spend that much time together. It's it's like yeah. White people like charge their kids rent. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a really different culture. I remember the first time I went to a white people wedding, and I was like, "Bitch, what is this? First of all, this shit starts at noon. Are you serious? Like." And it's over at like ten thirty p.m. <laughs> like, what kind of fucking wedding is that? What What happens at a Persian wedding? Though I've never been to one. Shit starts at six. There's an open bar until at least three or four in the morning. Oh, and you turn up. <laughs> it's a it's a motherfucking it's a celebration. celebration. <laughs> no, actually, no. Never mind. I take that back. I have been to a, a Persian wedding and I DJed it, and it was truly top three DJ sets of my entire life. And I did. By far the worst job at DJing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I literally played the same 10 songs yeah, on a loop off of my iTunes on my laptop because Perfect. there was no DJ setup. Great. And I killed it harder than any other, you know, like playing Ronda at 3 a.m., like peaking, like <laughs> didn't come close to to the That's because that's the because the that audience the audience didn't care about you. They just wanted to hear those 10 songs and get twisted. Yeah, just and like, you just happened to be there. Put on Little John, yeah, one more time. And let's <laughs> fucking do this. They did not care about uh, me. But I mean, it was more lit. Like people were, were crowd surfing before dinner. <laughs> it was like like hanging from the rafters. It was like watching Nirvana in 92. It was like... <laughs> This sounds, this sounds like this sounds like Travis Scott at the Forum. I think you're getting your memories mixed up, bro. A Persian wedding is not unlike the world of Astro, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I had a cacti. Uh, speaking of, I had a cacti for the first time when I was in New York. I don't get it. Hopefully, pineapple flavor. Ew, no. That's the best flavor. That's like what you. What did you have? I think I had. Um, 
Don't say lime. Lime, yeah. <laughs> oh, God was, damn it. They're just, I don't, don't under- say lime. I don't, I don't understand the canned malt beverage trend. Are they malt beverages? I just, I don't get it. It's a malt beverage. That's like getting a red Tesla. It's like, come on, bro. You're doing it wrong. I don't understand. It just gets you, it just gets you turned up, man. Yeah, my understanding of the malt beverage category is it's easy to drink. And it's not beer. Got it. Also, you get a different drunk. You get a little bit of a different drunk off of malt. The only, like, I'm, you guys know, I'm a pretty calm fellow. Mm-hmm. And the closest I've ever Reserved. come to fighting people is on, is on malt beverage, like drinking Colt 45 or something like that, like a real, you know, a real houseless beverage. Did you never drink? I was, I was ready to did fight. Did you never people. drink Sparks? Of course. You're old, you're old enough. <laughs> That shit will make you fight people. That's true. I never drank Sparks because it's just like, well, I could just drink cocaine. I could, I could, I could, <laughs> I could snort cocaine and drink vodka and not have to taste Sparks. Like my I don't friend, understand Scott why Tepper, I would do that. Sparks don't taste bad. I'll tell you, my friend Scott Tepper and I, I think we invented Sparks because pre-Sparks existing, we were living in New York. Um, in a shitty fucking fifth floor walk up in the Lower East Side, and we used to take forties. And um, pour Red Bull into them. We would like pour out some of the oh. 40 and pour Red Bull into it, and it would make the foam harden. <laughs> that shit fucking oh. gets you. Turned. Damn, that is fucked up. That's yeah, fair. that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's very similar to the to the club mate with vodka in it, and it also made it made me want to fight as well. Okay. Yasi, have you been have you, have you been in a fist fight? You seem like you have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I will no, that's take a, that's, it as that's one. A, that's um, a comp- no, that's a compliment. You know, you're a take no shit kind of broad. I have been in a I have been in a fist fight. Actually, I think I think it was I was texting Jason this when I was listening to your guys' uh, episode with Two Tone, and he was talking about mm-hmm. he's talking about like the old club scene in LA and how at like one point like all these like graffiti gang members started to like flood the clubs and I was like oh yeah that reminds me of a fight I got into at Le Doux on Halloween <laughs> in like god I don't even remember what year it was um, mm-hmm. where there were two girls in the same costume myself and someone else and this I bumped into a girl who thought I was the other girl that she had beef with and she just clocked oh. me <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I was but I was like really drunk so I just fucking went nuts and I was like ripping at her hair and like and then her boyfriend came over who was like a really large gang member and he apparently has no trouble hitting girls and he was about to like drop me oh. and just luckily luckily one of our uh, mutual friends was nearby and he like jumped in front of me he was like don't hit her but the girl did bust my lip I have a scar I look like Joaquin Phoenix yeah. for the rest of my life because of it I hate to say it but welcome to Ledoux that's kind of how it is bro Ledoux was lit is Ledoux still around it is definitely not around anymore but it was lit it was a place where like the, the hills cast yeah Paris that's where you would like go see Brody and, like, Jenner <laughs> and like fucked up gang members were will all intervene and, and enjoy each other's presence that's on true. a Wednesday the nightclub is an important part of, of socializing you that's know? a astute that's a really astute statement Chris thank you <laughs> <laughs> well my point is that it buckle it up you're people, gonna have an hour of those okay <laughs> it brings people the only thing that brings people together more than that is the mall, I would say. But there's no liquor at the mall. So it's the cross-section. There's liquor the at mall, the mall, the airport, Center. and the club. There's liquor at the Beverly Yeah, but you Center. know what? I, but people aren't going there to get fucked up and fight. You know what I mean? They're going there to get fucked up and make decisions they shouldn't make with their credit card. I love that game. I love to get drunk and online shop. It's like one of my favorite things. I did it on the plane back. It's even more of a high, I'm assuming, because it... It almost feels like the money doesn't even count. Oh, yeah. Know? It's the best. I paid $40 for Wi-Fi. I was throwing back the fucking Delta One Chardonnays. You know, you already know, Chris. I do. I actually do. <laughs> I do already know the vibes. I'm the Chardonnay, and he's the Delta One of this podcast, though. <laughs> the, de- the, de- the Delta One cabin, which I do love dearly, especially on a new plane, because the old ones, it's literally, it, it feels like you're going to... The new to, ones are so good. I know. It's like you feels like you're going to Prague in the 70s, though, on the old ones. It really doesn't feel, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel great. But the new Delta One cabin cabin is great but unfortunately the thing with all of that is that i never i, I don't because i don't drink and i don't eat on the plane yeah. it's kind of like all i'm there for is a leg room because i'm still paying 40 for the wi-fi that's true so you can surf you're not able to net. enjoy all the amenities chris but they did start serving drinks again just recently yossi that's new in the last like two weeks they I weren't know. serving drinks i heard that. about that because this is the first time i've actually flown the whole uh pandemic long how do you feel about covid being over i feel fine like it's like i'm i'm back babe <laughs> I'm out in the streets, kind of. Not really. I'd like to be more out in the streets. <laughs> are you? Are you not? Are you waiting on those opportunities to be out? Or are you? Are you still light touch? No, I mean, I just think L.A. is 
maybe my LA, it's just like not as many. There's not as much popping off. You seem like your friend. You you seem like your friends with a lot of like COVID pussies. Mm, is that true? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm friends with a lot of people who are sober now because we all partied too hard. So that's more accurate. Mm. <laughs> so not people. Not people. So you don't have friends that are still bleaching their veggies. It's more no. people who just don't party. Okay, you just trying what? to understand. I'm going to say something for the record. I personally was one of the initial COVID pussies because I'm a... I'm That's an, why I asked. I'm an anxious person. I mean, it did dissipate and I got really sick of it. And then I was like, who cares, babe? Live your life. Like, mm-hmm. fuck off. I don't want to hear one more goddamn cop on the internet tell me I can't go out to dinner. Hell yeah. But in the beginning, I think, look... I think it's however anyone wants to be is okay. Just like leave other people alone. Like you want to bleach your vegetables and stay inside your house until 2025. Do it, girlfriend. No one's going to stop you, but just shut the fuck up about it on the internet. They got nothing else to talk about though, you know? Well, unfortunately, no one's going to shut the fuck up on the internet or it would cease to exist. So that's, that's kind of an issue. So true. We'd be out of a job. I don't even have enough opinions to keep up with talking on the internet. Like I go on Twitter and I'm like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't have a thing. I don't have a thing to say about today's topic. So look, if you want to celebrate earth day, that's your business. Okay. You do, you do that on your own time. Okay. We're not giving you the platform to do that on this podcast. That's for sure. Did I, did I say one thing about earth day? You brought it into the chat. I know I can see you. I, I I can see it in your eyes that you have an agenda and I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find it. And I thought maybe it was Earth Day. You know, I don't know. No, my agenda is to find a boyfriend. I heard a lot of eligible men listen to this um, elite broadcast. Real talk. Don't you think? Yeah. We have a strong female listenership, too. I would don't want to. I would not want to. Um, I can, disrespect do you want me to anyway. do you want me to i can see what it is on spotify i can look fact check that for you if you want uh no no we're good mm-hmm. uh <laughs> <laughs> no no i think it's around it's around 70 30 split yeah that's what band's plan is too it's about 70 percent men which is kind of i don't know if you guys know this but podcasts are actually like far more consumed by women so to have more men listen to your podcast is like pretty special honestly i did not know really? that at all yeah no me neither women consume more podcasts my podcast, I think, only attracts a really specific <laughs> type of man. It's like a Gen X white yeah, man. Yeah, fucking nerds. It's yeah, a, we, 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 we. A man know. who thinks they Me? know everything about yeah. music. It's literally like a Chris Black, but like, you know, who wants to like come into my mentions and be like, you should do pavement. And it's like, first of all, obviously I'm going to do pavement. I'm one of you. But secondly, like, I don't come tell you what you should do with whatever the fuck you do with your life, babe. Get out of my mentions. Welcome to welcome to feedback that you don't want, where people tell you who to have on your podcast. It's like, well, if you you clearly like how we do it, or you wouldn't listen. So I don't need your advice on who to have on. I know. It's not egalitarian, okay? This is mine. But people do like to hate listen to things, though. You know, that's true. I can't believe people listen to my show. I'm incredibly annoying. They're right. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. But the concept of the show is good, mm-hmm. and you know, I can look past. Are you saying I can you, look couldn't, past you. you couldn't agree more that I'm annoying, or you couldn't agree more that you're annoying? Because I thought you were relating, which is probably accurate. Because you're also annoying. So Yasi, you were recently on an airplane. That was cool, right? Uh, Talking about the, the no, no. I agree with I, no. Yes, Both absolutely. Takes. I am. I'm. Yeah, I agree with all of that. But I think that the the you should explain the show because we we've mentioned it in passing, and obviously we posted it in our in our feed when I was on on it. But you should explain what it is and why it attracts this 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 Gen Gen X male. Gen X male. Well, Bandswain is a show where uh, we have experts on to explain cult bands and artists using their songs it is a music and talk show anchor.fm slash music and talk i love the music plus talk feature that spotify <laughs> i love that you said music plus talk and also in the promo you spell talk wrong when you spell it out you said t-l-a-k <laughs> you're not the first person to point out the fact that i was unable to spell the word talk correctly um no but the show is cool but it, it'll be one of those fun things that we just keep it's know. a fun yeah an easter egg um no it's oh, did i say the show is cool i don't know if the show is cool or not mm. but I, I like doing it usually it's like it's like a mix sometimes it's bands that i like truly don't understand like fish and then sometimes it's bands like Goo Goo Dolls that I did with Chris or like things that I really love. Uh, Blink-182, for example. Yeah, who was on the Blink-182? Who was the guest on the Blink-182 episode? Josiah Hughes, who is Canadian, which was a bonus for me because I got to roast him for being Canadian for like two full hours. Okay. Um, and he had a podcast called Blink-155. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, no. It's actually insane. It's like mentally ill. They, they did an episode on every existing Blink-182 song. Oh, shit. And all their episodes are like two hours long. 
And they could. It was called I mean, one, two hours for each song. For each song. <laughs> okay, what is the numerical significance of one fifty five? Well, uh, when they started the podcast, there was only one hundred and fifty five Blink One Eighty Two uh, songs, but then it ended up being one hundred and seventy four because they kept putting out albums. It took them over three years. <laughs> Honestly, that is an airtight podcast concept, brand, and everything. It is. It's really if good. If only the subject matter weren't. So no, it is. What did you learn? Because I, I feel like Blink One Eighty. I didn't learn. <laughs> I feel like Blink, I feel like Blink One Eight Two is just kind of like I thought people everywhere gen, generally like it. Like it's kind of like there's there's a Blink One Eight Two song that everybody kind of likes. Was this a deeper dive into the catalog? I think it was more like there's they've been around for so long that there's so many iterations of fan that I think like it was like contextualizing each era. Like for example, me and you who are a hundred like. I liked Blink-182 in, you know, 1994 because I'm from Southern California and that was like a, for all intents and purposes, a local band. Yeah. But, you know, like there's kids that came into it like because of Travis Barker. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Like because he had an MTV reality show. There's there's people who are discovering it right now because of Kourtney Kardashian. Exactly. 11 years old and they're like, damn, I guess this is growing up. They're like, this is lit. (laughs) The thought of a a bro discovering Blink One Eight Two through Travis Barker's Barker Wellness CBD brand <laughs> is true. Is truly some end time stuff. It sends a chill down also, my spine. <laughs> but. Yes, it does. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you. I mean, we all find music in in our own ways. I guess, and that that's the modern world we live in. That's how it goes now. Yeah, I, punk is dead. <laughs> <laughs> all the bands or all the artists you've you've had for the most part, I understand, except Fish, which we talked about because they just suck. Yeah, they're irredeemable. That is an irritating. Yeah, I don't. I, I just that's one. I mean, I I would love to. I mean, any bands like that that have such a rich culture around them of like these diehard fans and all this iconography as far as like design goes and blah blah blah. But it's like, yeah, like, are you a Grateful Deadhead? Not at all. No, no, no. Don't don't because I'm white and I I own a Rolex and I just thought I it was sober. like it was popular. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's popular amongst your people, <laughs> like your media no. elite friends. But Grateful Dead is not because I think. If you grew up listening to punk and hardcore, The Grateful Dead is literally the opposite of what you exactly like. we made fun of. Except for that, Sublime did cover a Grateful Dead song, and that's the first and only I think Grateful Dead song I've experienced. Scarlet Begonia. But I would love to go to a show. I would love to go to a show. I mean, I would love to check it out and see the whole thing because I do think it's interesting from a from that standpoint. Like the the whole culture around it is more interesting than music, which I, I it, just for uh, the people watching. Yeah, but with Fish, the culture around it's not even that cool. No. It's not. <laughs> it's, Despite Chris being a John Mayer stan, are you also also one, Yossi? I think John Mayer had a couple of bangers. I'm not going to lie. Say what you need to say. Well, let's, let's talk. <laughs> say what you, wow, that is, that is a it great slaps. song. Thank you for that. It slaps. Yeah, it does That slap. is a good song. I mean, I could go on, but I won't. I won't bore us with that. But I do think that the... The I think that the respect that John Mayer got by learning 500 Grateful Dead songs just to be in the band for fun is pretty insane for from a musical standpoint. Yeah. yeah, from a musical. I mean, he's he's making a lot of money, but that's not his. He he can make a lot of money doing a lot of things. I mean, John Mayer's never going to be cool. Is that what you're saying? Like it made him cool. It did make him cool to who to a, to a new to a completely new audience. <laughs> I think there's people that like. I think there's people that are like, oh yeah, that guy. No, he he had to earn the respect. That, those are probably the biggest shoes, like Jerry yeah. Garcia's shoes, to fill for a deadhead crowd. Nobody ever said John Mayer can't play guitar good. <laughs> like that's not the criticism. <laughs> no, but it but it changed his it changed the perception because he's part of something right. that is cool. Right, right. You know what I mean? Whereas before, Arguably. it's like John Mayer is John Mayer. You either like it or don't like it. But the Grateful Dead generally, yeah, I mean, is it, it was like cool. when uh, the Journey singer died and he was replaced by like that kid in Thailand. They're like. This kid has to be so good at singing Journey sure. to, to where like the most hardened Journey fan is like, fuck it, let's do this. You know, it's like if Mick Jagger died, like who's going to sing? What about when John Rolling Mayer Strokes? was part of the streetwear community? You didn't think that gave him some credibility when he was tight with Hiroshi Fujiwara and he put the graffiti artist Future in his music video? <laughs> Futura, Futura, fu- the Futura, the Futura music video is a cursed piece it's of art. That is that should be that should be an sure. NFT so someone can buy it and burn it. <laughs> that's I agree. I, I don't agree. know that how NFTs work, but that's what I, that's what I think you could. That do. That's the gist of it. 
They are flammable. Yeah, they, yeah, they are. They're not fungible. They are flammable. That's <laughs> the F. The F Non-flammable the F tokens. <laughs> uh, we did it. We got there. But it's interesting to have. It, I think it's it's cool to have that many. I think it's very difficult to be around as long as he have has and and be able to go through that many like phases and find. I didn't new fans. come on here to talk about John Mayer. <laughs> How much longer? We don't really give a shit. Hey, trust me, we didn't come on here to talk to you either. But we had a guest spot to fill. So I mean, what, what do you want us to do? I was going to ask you why you had me on. I don't seem to fit the criteria. You're Persian, which we talk about all the time. <laughs> you work at Spotify, which we love to Allegedly. talk to people who work at places that, that pay us. <laughs> um, and you you have a podcast about music. Have you had other Persians on? Rostam? Who else have you had? We, we must have had one. Oh, you two. had that, the guy that does um, the cool shit for Chateau Marmont, whose name I can't remember. He's also yeah. Armand. Yeah. Armand. Yeah, He's yeah. Persian also. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm the third. But we pretty to, good representation. Uh, yeah, we need to get the th- we need to get the Persian female perspective. That's right. Joe Rogan could never, <laughs> could and would never. <laughs> that's a white. That's a whites only podcast. That's probably a place he, I could find a, it I could find a boyfriend is going on the Joe Rogan experience. No, I don't think you could. Yeah. So uh, no, so so when you say you're on the hunt for a boyfriend, what are what are some of these criteria that you have? Because you know we do know a lot of. Fellas, some of them are single, some of them are taken, some of them are down to cheat. Oh, okay. You have, uh, the whole <laughs> runs the gamut. Um, a lot, a lot are also a lot are also gay, but who knows? At this point, yeah, it's not unlike the the full lo- run of cars from the Hyundai Corporation. There's something for everyone here. You know, I don't know. That's a good question. So yeah, what's what are the boxes that we're trying to trying to check? I thought I wanted a Gen X boyfriend, um, but then I went on a date with a Gen X guy, and I don't want to use him to characterize the entire. Gen next man community mm-hmm. um but he was just like literally a dumpster fire of red flags and i was like i guess there's a reason you're 45 and you're still cruising the apps which i can't go on the apps anymore what were the red flags i mean he just like kept talking about he missed bars and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like babe, babe you're 45 years old do you know what i'm talking about like it's one thing to you know have a drink here and there and go to the bar i don't care get turned up but like you miss bars like that's your thing right and there's right, other right, things right. that we don't have to drag his name through the mud mm, he's listening i thought it was gonna be cool because he was an astrophysicist and i was like Ooh. fuck yes like Shit. i've i i finally get to be the dumb hot one i've always had to fill the role of like the smarter one <laughs> and then i was gonna be the dumb hot one and i was like really thrilled for this opportunity but it just didn't work out also you know maybe the family might astro- be like oh astrophysicist is let's fucking go yeah I'm like, i mean they've kind of given up hope they've gone around the bend and back again with like what they thought was going to happen with me like for a while they were like are you a lesbian and now it's back to like oh she's not even a lesbian she's just like single you know <laughs> so i don't know lesbian or single is the new british or gay they'd be happy if i stopped dating musicians i think everybody would <laughs> i think everybody yeah, yeah can yeah. agree that i should stop dating musicians you know as somebody who's been a dj his whole life it you know it's not it doesn't really get those eyes lit up when you meet the parents. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I'm a DJ. Does that come with dental? <laughs> well, it sounds, I mean, it sounds like a lie. Uh, and it, it sounds like you don't really have a job. But I think you could maybe inform parents that DJing is a career, mm-hmm. Jason. You could show them Diplo's Instagram <laughs> and be like, see? Yeah. Look at all these followers. Look at all these followers. Maybe not the best example. What's better? What's better or worse, Jason? Saying DJ or saying podcaster? I mean, with with a DJ, they assume that you're a douchebag womanizer, and with a podcaster, they assume you're broke. And there's like and the one percent <laughs> drunk, yeah, <laughs> broken, annoying. There's the one percentile exception to the rule where if you're able to find success at either of them, then everyone is instantly jealous, envious of that role, and have five million questions about it because they're like, "Oh, you just get paid to get drunk and play music." What's that like? I want to live that life. I hate my job mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa for podcasting. Mm-hmm. Do you do you guys think like do you ever feel like despite what you wanted in life you were always going to end up a podcaster cuz sometimes I feel that <laughs> about myself. Like it's like the singularity. Like I was just always hurtling towards this fate and like no matter who I actually wanted to be, this is just who I am. You, even, you mean, do you mean even before podcasts existed yeah, as we know it? Exactly. Like even like before podcasts existed, like my singular skill set was just like waiting for that medium to be formed. Honestly, I do feel I have felt that that thought before. A lot of times, the thing that you are the best at has not become you know an area of of commerce or success just yet. 
And if you're able to wait it out, then, you know, you'll have the last laugh. I have, I have felt like that. Yeah. You two could be a cultural polymath one day. Is that right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's me. <laughs> Chris is like looking at Instagram on his phone. <laughs> He's like, you guys are talking about like earnest you'll get used topics to that I'm not interested in. So I'm going to go over here and like check my DMs. Yeah, I'm always trying to get earnest on here. Ernest goes to how long gone? Ernest goes to Spotify. Um, I noticed, well, we can get into the Ernest. more realer talk, Chris. I noticed, Yossi, that you, you've, been, you've been creating some and signal boosting the rotisserie chicken community. And I had a question. What, what do you think the best rotisserie chicken in town is? And there is a an an, uh, right answer to this question. That you can purchase commercially? Yeah, like from a, from a supermarket, best supermarket rotisserie in the game. I don't know if it counts as supermarket, but I'll forever have a soft spot for the Costco uh, rotisserie chicken because that is the first one that i was introduced to is that like a known thing that's good oh yeah like is it like don't a, you think jason go to, okay yeah yeah it is and especially when you consider the the cost exactly. to quality ratio right. it's it's pretty un, it's it's only matched by the work of vons vons is pretty the, good <laughs> yeah vons and pavilions they'll they'll sneak sneak out a, a, a handsome little rotisserie much better than Whole Foods. That way better than Whole Foods. Vons also has really superior individual sliced cake. Of all, like all sorts, like a sheet cake in all varieties. Well, I I'm partial to the carrot cake again, individual slice. It's four ninety nine, but it is delicious and it will last you a week if you play your cards right. That's so a big. It's a big boy. Also, not to Erewhon's plane, but how am I doing on enticing a boyfriend here with my <laughs> <laughs> with my individual cake slice? <laughs> purchases it's fine it's fine all you know during quarantine all the fellas started eating cake too even chris has been <laughs> cake pilled so don't worry about it but i'm glad that you chose carrot the the kind of often slept on king of cakes if you ask me it's really good jason um what's your favorite persian restaurant in the los angeles area the greater los angeles area gotta be rafi's for me is that because you won't travel to the west side because Daria is superior to Rafi's. It's just that Rafi's is closer to people that live on the east side. No, I've I've been to Daria. I've spent my time in Westwood, um, <laughs> and I just overall, <laughs> I just overall like 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 the food from Rafi's more. Obviously, my palate was not you know I was I was not born and raised eating this shit. I was not born with the tadig spoon in my mouth. So I'm just going <laughs> off of what my what my taste buds. You know, my suburban white people taste buds have grown to love. So that's just, but you know, in terms of price, service, enjoyment of the food. Okay. But you know, a lot of people do like Daria, and then there's well, there's a couple other ones, right? Like yeah, but we don't we don't recognize. There's them. Shiraz, Shamshiri. There's the Taste of Tehran, which I went to, and that was that was a a snoozer. I was like, this is not even in the conversation, <laughs> and, and that was like Jonathan Gold's favorite Persian. Hmm. <sighs> You know, is this the kind of place? Do. But are these? Is this the kind of thing y'all see where it's like all oh, this is good, but like your mom is is better? Oh yeah. Well, Persian food is just kind of like that, except for I mean kebab, which is like the main thing you go to eat at a Persian restaurant. Like your mom's probably not going to be better because it's like ground filet mignon, and like that's you know it's like going up for barbecue or something, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. for the actual mm-hmm. for the actual dishes, like they take so much time to make that you're never going to really get a good one at a restaurant. Because the turnover is too high, like they don't have the time to put into like making it that good, and that's not their bread and butter. Well, so so you think mm. Daria is the best? Daria doesn't have as good of an ambiance, although they do have this like l- insane, like mentally ill, like MC Escher esque paint huge mural on their wall that you get to stare at, and the whole thing is oh, like that's yeah. twisted, yeah, and it's super Persian. It's like white columns, like you'll really get the experience. Mm-hmm. But but Rafi's does have like a better vibe when you go eat in the outdoor area. Is very nice. Terrible martini. Good Cosmo. Why would you get a martini at a Persian restaurant? <laughs> Look, I made the mistake once. I won't do it again. Um, cool. Um, yeah, I'll stick to the Armenian brewskis. But yeah, you know, that's, that's just, I just love, I don't know, I just love Persian food. It speaks to me. And Persian people either love that about me or they really don't like it about me. Why would they not like it? You know, cultural appropriation or like, you know, this is my thing that I love and care about. And like, why do you know about this? Like invasion of my, my culture is not your tasting menu. Have you guys made any like cool friends through this show? Yeah. I'm not talking about guests, like people that have like 
reached out and been like, I love your show and now you're friends. Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, that's true. No, no, there are, there are some for sure. For sure. There, yeah, there are some. I, I think instead of creating new friends, it has solidified old friends that I lost touch with. My first boss when I when I moved to L.A., is like, hey, you know, been checking out the pod, Big Bird. It's cool to keep up with it. Or like, just like random people. He also called me Big, Big Bird, unfortunately, I heard, which I, I forgot about and then was reminded recently. No, nothing, nothing unfortunate about that. That's just your lot in life. Was your first job at Herb Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was when I was. This is when I was working at Cinespace. I originally started throwing parties there because I got hired to work in the office. Like answering phones and helping out with like office work. Oh babe, I know. I know you worked at Cinema Space because guess who was there every Tuesday with her mullet <laughs> fucking haircut and her American apparel lame pants. That's right. Your friend Yasi. I'm right. Well I mean a lot of people thought I just threw parties there, which which I did. I didn't but know then, you also you know. answered the phones. <laughs> Jason wants you to know Jason wants everybody to know that he started in the gutter of the of the uh, office in the back room dirt poor broke motherfucker like it was it was bad and then uh, the guy who worked there who i am now friends with Stuart, who also you know he he moved away he lives in san francisco but he listens to this podcast and we get to stay in touch so that part is nice but he had to go to burning man so they're like we need somebody to answer the phones for two weeks while Stuart goes to burning man and then mm-hmm. you know i aced my <laughs> i aced my exam or whatever so they you created did so a, good a at answering the phones <laughs> They were like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. I did so. Give it's about the calls that you don't raise. <laughs> this guy, this guy, he's got about potential. the calls that you don't answer. You know what I mean? It's about the calls you don't answer. Exactly. Let's just say I made a, a lasting impression that made made them unable to say goodbye to me forever. And and thank God they did, or else you know Ed Banger would not exist. You know what I mean? I'm saying, <laughs> Jason, how, Daft Punk well, would have <laughs> broken up a long time ago if it wasn't for how me. How do you feel about your that history of yours, personal history, like? Do you feel proud of it? Do you ever feel a little embarrassed? Has it come in, you know, a cycle? Like, were you embarrassed and now you're proud? I think it's usually like a pretty even, maybe a good 70 30 split, not unlike our demographic of, of both proud and embarrassed. <laughs> it just depends on, on who I'm talking to about it. Like, it, there's, there's a lot of people that I'll talk to about it, and you can tell they are clearly not interested or impressed by this information <laughs> whatsoever. And then it's just kind of like, eh, yeah, like, great, you're a club promoter. Awesome. And then you meet somebody who's like, holy shit, this remix that you did changed my life. And I'll be like, damn, that was a terrible remix. But great, I'm, I'm happy for you. Or like people will you know, send me an email being like, I met my wife at your club while you were DJing. Wow. And I just wanted to say thank you. Like you changed my life and stuff like that. So it, it can have like a pretty powerful impact on on some people and overall i'm proud chris do you have a part of your i i assume the answer is no because it's not part of your uh character to be embarrassed but do you have a (laughs) do you have a part of your background that you feel embarrassed about i mean not really because i just don't i mean i i I don't know what purpose that would serve me you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah i managed a band and i was into i mean i guess the my equivalent to what you're asking for jason would be like managing cartel Mm -hmm. um which i don't i I, it's it's the response is either who or oh shit bro i love that song right so it's kind of like a non it's like a non-issue but i also think that it's a classic, like, well, if that didn't happen, what would I have done with totally. my life? Totally. It's a classic for, for sliding bo- doors situation, as I like to call yeah, it. Yeah, for both, I mean, for, for both of us, for sure. For both of us, for sure. I think that's, that's something we, we have in common with the, that era of our lives. I think that might just be also our age, because I, like you guys, like, I've come full circle where I'm like, yeah, like, do I have a checkered streetwear past? That's correct. Was I was I the music editor of a graffiti lifestyle magazine? That is also correct. <laughs> um, but you know what? Who cares? A title babe? that I was gunning for as well. So were you, you know, for Vapors magazine? I beat. I edged you out. <laughs> That's right. Not Vapors. You heard me. You heard me. Not Vapors. I'm just I saying. At vapors. that time when you had that role for somebody like me, I'm like, holy shit. This is the title of a lifetime. Yeah, they paid me two hundred dollars a month. 
Okay, maybe I remember. Uh, I, I, I believe that I believe that Jason was featured in Vapors magazine, and I believe I also was. I probably well. have a back issue at home. I'll look through them and find you guys in there. There's so much embarrassing shit in there. We talked about this this period though about how ugly it was. It was so ugly. You know, like Everything a, aesthetically, about- it was it was it was very ugly. Oh my god, so hor- the like. The sneakers, the the fashion for women in particular, but also for men, there was so much gold screen print on T-shirts because they had just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some, right, maybe they right, just figured right. out how to do that. So they were like, let's put it on everything. <laughs> just, but at the time, you know, all, all the ladies wearing these terrible outfits, I didn't have a problem with it at the time. I was, I was dressed equally as, as terrible. Oh, yeah. so. I had a beanie with a hole in the top and a brim that I would put my ponytail through. Do you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, Yasi, did you, did you ever? That sounds like you were dating a snowboarder, maybe. No, because I lived in I lived in San Francisco at the time, so it was more like underground okay, hip hop okay. adjacent people. Oh yeah, I forgot you had a you had a you had a rough dusty hip hop phase. I forget that. I stand you. behind it <laughs> to this day. I'm like, you know what? Again. I'm not embarrassed about anything anymore. I am cringe, but I am free. That is the motto. A life motto. Yeah. A truly I am cringe, a, a way to I live. Am free. So, so, you, you, so you're not embarrassed by any of your checkered past whatsoever, or you've made peace with Honestly, it? Honestly, like... You were never embarrassed? No, I was embarrassed for a while, for sure. Um, okay. But then now I'm just like... The thing is, I think Chris said something to me once when I was like telling him like how people were like at Spotify. We were like, you know Chris and Jason? That's crazy. And Chris was like, you're an old head. And I was like again rude but also it's true <laughs> and it's like the kids like think it's cool <laughs> like when they're like oh you were asked yossi like in the fucking the hundreds like that's so right, cool right. you know like what do i have to be embarrassed about i've been around anything well w- anything they've done like what could i care looks like we're not not too uh, dissimilar huh guys you i mean yossi you're probably working with do you work with young people yeah totally like young <laughs> and i and like i used to interview them and it's like I don't know if you guys feel this. I mean, Chris, maybe more than Jason, but maybe both of you. Like sometimes I'll like be like, oh, young people are cool and I'm a little intimidated. And then I'm like, ugh, I've done meth. Like, what do I fucking care what this person thinks of me? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's right. That's right. Like, whatever yeah, right. it is that like, I think that they're like intimidating and their youthful coolness. I'm like, I've, I've lived, babe. See, I wonder if the youthful coolness would come. Like, I feel like I, you can experience that. Like I'll experience that in social situations, but like work wise, I feel like it would always be like, you know, if you're applying for a job at Spotify, mm-hmm. like how young and crazy are you? You know what I mean? You're trying to have like a, a career, yeah. which I think puts you in a different category than someone who's like a waitress and and like partying all the time. You know what I mean? It puts you in a little bit of a different category. Yeah, but I was a waitress who was partying all the time once upon a time. So like, again, <laughs> who am I to judge class houses? Interviewing someone for a job, what does that feel like? Like, is it tough? Is it tough to be like, you're whack, but I know you're good for this job, so I'm gonna I, we're gonna hire you anyway. You know what I mean? Like I know you're qualified and you're the best candidate, but I don't think you're. I don't like you. Yeah, you know I, I hate mean, you. You're hired. You don't hire people based on their cool factor. Like you hire them if they can do sure. the job. It is nice if if they uh, can. It's a nice bonus. Get along. Well, I don't know. Like cor- I think in corporations, like being charming and cool gets you really far. It's a lot of like lubrication within the yeah. system. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say about that. Sometimes that's the only way we can get a job. Yeah, I think sometimes I think I'm so charming that I get away with being really bad at my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been able to float on that for a while. The one thing I do feel embarrassed about is like again, Chris, I know you don't is like hating on stuff that I don't understand because of my age, which I'm aware that that's probably why, you know, like TikTok mm. or like hundred oh, gecks or like whatever the fuck the kids are into i'm, I'm always well like, i think you get to a point okay, leave you, leave gex name out of your mouth gex we we stand gex on this of on course this you side. do because it's cool i mean That's, you don't listen to it like by yourself at home but like you go on record as saying easy, it's cool I, I see easy you. i made a lot of sourdough bread to the soundtrack of gex <laughs> over quarantine you you bite your tongue i think tiktok is something that's just like oh this is just the next thing i don't think music is something i've learned to be like I, I think that like Brockhampton, for example, mm-hmm. it's it sucks. It's like not for me. It's not. I don't. I don't even think it's very cool. But I'm also like I can think it sucks and also recognize it's not for me. Right. And that's why it's popular. Versus being like I just don't understand how anybody could like. It's like no, no. I totally understand why somebody likes right. this. It's just not. It's just not for me. Are there- Do you ever consider that the young Chris? The young version of you might like the music of Brockhampton or identify with them or maybe a golf wang, perhaps. <laughs> no, 
I, I, maybe <laughs> I mean maybe but but that is just not that was never my 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 bag you know what I mean mm-hmm. in a lot of ways uh, but I do think it's also like it's new music for for a different generation it's like it's it's sonically new in a lot of ways so it's like it, it makes sense that it's not going to appeal to me I think my favorite thing that Chris said recently on a show is like as someone who loves female singers it's very difficult for me to not like this one female singer, which I think makes True. so much sense. It's like as someone who likes all male singers of all genres and every See? band ever, sometimes one comes along and I'm like, it's hard. wow, I don't like this one male singer. Sometimes sometimes I'm so flabbergasted that I can't like something. Like when I watched that, that Billie Eilish documentary, I just was like, I hate her. Like I, she's insufferable. <laughs> like as a person. You know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing. I hate all of it. And then I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, she's 17. She's very famous. She's very talented. She's in a very difficult position. I have to recognize that and try not to pass judgment because that's not my place, really. Look at that empathy. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't... Look at that gorgeous you know, empathy. Love the growth, Chris. Love the growth. No, but I mean, I think it's like, that's Someone's a very difficult position. therapy. Mm. Yeah, well, I try to... I have a hard time. I have a hard time having empathy for famous people or rich people. But I think that age is the differ- differentiating factor. I think you honestly really should, though, because I think that we've like hit a point in culture where because of the internet, it's almost impossible to be famous for any stretch of time without becoming mentally ill. Like it sucks. I, <laughs> like, I don't just, I, I, don't I genuinely do feel bad for famous and rich people at, in this juncture. Cause Look, like we, we, we're not going to talk about Demi Lovato right now. Okay. Yasin? She came for the frozen yogurt. <laughs> she really, she came for Chris. <laughs> she came for Chris's bread and butter, which is sugar free frozen yogurt, guilt free. He loves to enjoy a little scoop of it on his cheat day. I mean, mm-hmm. I just think that, butter, sure. that that whole story is like, sure, I guess you can talk about it's like she's mental scrutiny, et cetera, et cetera. But she's also like it, it's continuing. <laughs> it's like it's not it's not she's like keeping the flame burning in a way that's unhinged to the point where I know you have 10 people that work for you that should have stepped in and stopped. Well, this. I wasn't even talking about Demi Lovato, but in general, I, I just think it came to mind. It's like it's like knowing it's like reading minds, you know, it's like if you could read the minds of a million people and they, and know what they thought of you. <laughs> like, I mean, you guys probably have it. Oh, you yeah. have a small dose of it, right? But it's like small enough that it's manageable. But like at, at what point we see it, like these people are mentally ill. Like, they can't handle it. And no one can. I don't think I do really genuinely feel bad for them. Like it's a full-time job to not lose your mind yeah. when you're famous yeah. in 2021, where everyone can tell you exactly how they think about you, whether you like it or not. It's not that's normal. The first you think about, I mean, that's why I think the, the, when like the bullying thing got so big a couple of years ago, it's partly because like, I still believe when we were in high school, <laughs> when we were in high school, you, if you leave school, the bullying is over. You know what I'm saying? It's you're, you're done for the As day your friend tyler the creator said why don't you just log off <laughs> but but the but nowadays there's no escape you know what i mean no matter how if you're 12 years old you know what i mean it's like there's there's absolutely no escape look think about that changes the playing field. how fucked up we got from just being 12 years old and like you know doing acid or whatever and like stealing beers and like we had so much to contend with because being 12 is fucking hard and then add the internet to it. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. I read a book about it a couple years ago and it really opened my eyes to what teenagers, like it was a whole different, it was a whole different thing about how like they, they were talking about, they were talking about stuff that like, I didn't know, like there were social networks I'd never heard the name of. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is like, this is on a pretends different. like he doesn't know what parlor is again. <laughs> Where he's, he's <laughs> no, a no, super no, no, user. No. <laughs> no, I'm very clear on eight Chan. Don't get me. That's I watched a whole documentary about eight Chan. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yossi, do you consider yourself a therapy enthusiast? Oh my God. I'm like the biggest therapy enthusiast. I have been going to the same therapist for eight years. Shout out Carl Jung. That's not my therapist name for those idiots <laughs> listening. Um, <laughs> Damn, I, I bet that's say, expensive. Wow. You're going straight to the source. <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Spotify. Yeah, we channel him through a Ouija board. Um, <laughs> no, it's amazing. It, cha- it literally changed my life. I was a very angry person. You were angry. Very angry, dark, sad person. <laughs> Even anger is fear, you know? It's all basically fear. It is all, it all comes back to fear and... So you were you were afraid of a lot of things when you were younger. Oh my I god, guess. yeah, I was like a really anxious child. <laughs> really, like I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> yeah, I was I was anxious and fearful, but I was never angry though, which I guess is more dangerous. At least you were letting it out. I just saw it come out when I would like abuse drugs and alcohol. You know, like it went from like fear to like because you're like bolstered then by like the fear mm-hmm. is erased, and then I was like, oh, I'm actually really angry. 
And I would like do crazy shit, like lay in the road, you know, like cars coming by. My friends were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, oh, you are that bitch. Yeah, I was. You're the, everyone has a lay in the road friend. That's and true. That's most of them don't live to tell the tale on how long gone. Not a fun friend to have. <laughs> TBH. <laughs> TBQH. When you think about some of the friends we all had at different stages of our life, it's pretty insane. Some of the behavior. When you think like, of what? some of the like, boyfriends I've had <laughs> that, drove, that drove me to lay in the street. That's what you're, you're like, damn, that was really Just what kidding. we were all doing. That was really what we thought the move was. It's, it's, an, interesting, I mean, it's an interesting thing to Yo, look what's back the on. move tonight? Hey, hey, let's get blacked out and lay in the freeway. Do you think young <laughs> do you think young people are safer now? I feel like they are. I feel like they're kind of tamer now. Like I think we were crazier. Or am I wrong? Oh, they're very they're very no, they're very tame. Right? It's too tame, I would I would say, to an extent. Too tame. I think that it's I think that life just exists. I think that the people I know that are in their like early to mid twenties are very bright, like very driven, very successful, right. not having that much fun. Yeah. You know, to, 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 to not, not to generalize completely, but I don't think fun and like, that's just not the goal in the same way that it was for right. us. They're upwardly mobile. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. think about, the, I didn't think about the future. Like they I don't might not fun. know what fun is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a different, you know, I think it's just a different outlook on life. And I also think there's a lot less drugs and alcohol being used in general in, in a, in a, in a, in the generation. Below. Also, if you think about it, though, and this is something I learned from the gorgeous uh, Kid 90 documentary, shout out Punky Brewster, they're always being watched by other friends with cameras. They're yeah, always yeah, Everything yeah. is always being social media. So it's like, yeah, we were free to do fucking weird drugs and like go off in the truck bed of weird people or whatever we did with our youth because no one was watching. You know, like it's not like it would appear on the internet the next day, but it's like, this is like this constant like big brothering of everybody else with your like Instagram stories, or I guess the kids don't use that. I don't know, Snapchat or whatever <laughs> probably discourages some behavior. Yeah. I didn't think about that when I would pass out at a party, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the only proof would be a, a Polaroid that would live in someone's closet when they in a box. Wrote on your face with a Sharpie. Classic. I have a lot of those Polaroids. <laughs> Sharpie people. I would never change the way I behaved because it was, it's fine now you know what i mean and i look back on it positively even though i may have taken taken it like a little too far um but i think i think that well don't worry you you overcorrected pretty hard yeah i've overcorrected <laughs> your gallon of water that, and your trainer hunter <laughs> i just think that i just think that that it's a it's a funny I, I don't know i just i also like when you're 20 years old and you have no responsibilities like what do you do all the time you lose like, your virginity you to a juggalo <laughs> who then who then writes you letters from prison that is that's what i'm saying that's a lot cooler than Someone just got a book doing deal. doing yoga no, I, and going on red on reddit you know it's like two different things i literally Damn, you're holding the letters yeah i was going through my stuff to find for the blink 182 but so like blink 182 ticket stubs and i found literally the letters that the juggalo i lost my virginity to in college wrote me from jail and he didn't even know my last name it just says yossi <laughs> incredible incredible i hope though the, we can't you beautiful dummy we can't see the back we can't see the back but i hope those are open you didn't leave him on red no i opened them <laughs> i okay did you court did you course no, you open them chris if you've been fucked by a juggalo you open the letter okay he doesn't understand <laughs> Babe. just juggalo dick some good dick Babe, right? it was in a bunk bed with a juggalo tapestry <laughs> is all I'm saying. I need I need way more than eight years of therapy. We're going to be paying for Carl Jung till yeah, I die. We got, we got Carl for twenty more years on retainer. Minimum. Easy, easy, minimum, minimum. What did what? Did, just really quick as we're closing out, what did the juggalo go to jail for? Oh, great story. He's he burglarized a handle of Captain Morgan, half drank from a sorority house. He like walked out with it, and they called the cops. And he pled guilty, Damn. and now he's a house music DJ in San Francisco. <laughs> First of all, the fact that they called the cop that's that's truly the worst use of police I've, I've heard. <laughs> How do you get actual hard time for that though? But I'm, but I'm saying like, that's crazy to, for your head to go to like, you know, what? we're going to call the cops over yeah. a half opened. That's what I mean. I don't mean yeah, if I'm underage drinking, I'm not calling the cops for anything unless someone dies. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. You don't call pretty the cops much. for that. You don't call the cops. For that. There's rule. There's rules to the streets. That's why the, I miss the old San Francisco. Am I right? Yeah. He went to jail for three months. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That's like real. That's real. That's like that time. Sucks. Like Santa Barbara County Jail. Hopefully he's still listening right now. If you're listening to this pod. Much love to you, Daniel Imani. 
Daniel. What is it? What is, how's drop the, the? Do you know his? Uh, I don't his think he port? has any socials. What's or his SoundCloud? Port. I found. I just found him on a, a website that offers the services of wedding DJs. Let's go. Okay. Well, it's hey. dark. I love no, um, nothing says love like a house music DJ at the wedding. It's a, you know, it's a nice really... little supplemental revenue stream. Okay, guys. Okay. <laughs> could be worse. Um, all right. Well, Yas, thank you so much for potting with us. God bless you. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. It was more than I expected. Thank you, it was a treat. It was a treat. Um, and then Bandsplain can be found on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, new episodes. Every Thursday. And then people can follow you on social media at Yossi Salik. At Yossi Salik. It's going to be really disappointing. So enjoy. And let's. I implore you all to listen to Bandsplain if you have any interest in music because it's not only fun, but it's also educational, which I feel like is a rare combo for us adults. So I... I, I love to learn. I love to learn stuff, even about bands I, I think I know everything about. So it, it's a must. I can't believe Chris Black likes something, and it's my podcast. <laughs> my pass away. It's eerie, isn't it? It's great. I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this narrative. I love stuff. Yeah. I mean, ask Jason. Oasis, I get excited all the time. Gallons of water. Your trainer hunter. Tennis. I love. <laughs> repeat. <laughs> That's so much stuff. That's already clowning, a laundry list. How much? Jason. How much stuff do other people like? Balthazar, the bread at Balthazar. <laughs> Jason, Jason loves that clowning too, and Jason also loves bread. So that's something we have in common. Okay, guys. Later. We'll see you later. Bye. I never-